I think it's going to be the classic in mining history. It's that good. Welcome to Proven Improbable, where we deliver mining insights and bullion sales in the form of physical delivery, offshore depositories, and private blockchain distributed ledger technology. Joining us for a conversation is Bob Moriarty, the founder of 321Gold and 321Energy.com. Mr. Moriarty, welcome to the show, sir. It's good to be back. (laughs) Delight to have you back. It's been too long. Mr. Moriarty, sir, in my hands, I have the inside story on the greatest gold discovery in history, which happens to be your literary masterpiece entitled What Became of the Crow, which I believe may be the single most important piece of literature for anyone participating in any capacity in the natural resource space. Sir, would you please introduce us to your magnum opus, What Became of the Crow? Uh, well, I, I will under two conditions. Uh, Mr. Moriarty was my dad, and Sir was what I was called in the Marine Corps 50 years ago. So if you will drop both of those, I won't hang up again. (laughs) Well, thank you, Bob. And it is true you did hang up on me earlier. (laughs) That's because you said you hated the book. (laughs) No, let's just be clear here. You asked me if I liked the book. I said no. And you hung up on me, not realizing that I stated, no, I don't like the book. I absolutely love the book. It is fantastic, and we're going to find out why right here. Bob, please introduce us to what became of The Crow. Uh, Maurice, as you are well aware, I I spent 20 years uh, visiting two or three or four projects a month. I used to travel 150,000 miles a year, and... uh, went to three or four or five hundred projects there it it got to the point where I was going to the same project uh, ten years later owned by a different company but I I met Quentin Henney in October of 2008 right at the the height of the GFC and uh, we drove up to Rattlesnake together and, and he told me his theory about how gold got into the Witswater Rams. And I thought, hmm, that's interesting. I, I got to participate in Novo Resources all the way from the theory stage to actual production. And as much reading as I do... I, I've never really read a good book that tells the story about what goes on with the mining project. And what I wanted to do was tell as honest a story as I could. And, and, and uh, I'll be real candid here. In the beginning of the book, I say, I'm going to tell you most of the truth. If investors knew what really went on behind the scenes, they they would have a fit. It's a difficult, difficult business. And, and to actually go from theory to production is very difficult to do. 
It takes some really good people. It takes a lot of money and a lot of time. And, and I got to write the story because I was part of it right from the beginning. And speaking of writing the story, we all have our gifts, but you seem to have mastered many in your life as you have a unique way of conveying a story. And allow me to highlight the brilliance of your work. You've written a book that is a book within a book within a book. Now, here's what I mean. At first glance, one might assume that this is a book just for a geologist. And then as they read on, they discover, wait a minute, this is a must-read for any speculator buying stocks in the resource space. But then as they continue to read further, they realize this is a book for any business person, specifically, I want to footstomp this, for any entrepreneur. Now, I want to ask you, was this by design? And how were you able to write in a way that touches each of the aforementioned? Uh, it, it was not by design. I, I will tell you something that everybody that's an artist or writer knows intuitively. Uh, your brain kind of takes over. I mean, all I do is sit down at the computer, put my fingers on the keyboard, and my fingers start writing. I, I, I don't... I don't, I don't know what's going to come out. I, I just, you know, whatever fits at the time. It, it used to drive Barbara crazy because she would see me typing 30, 40 words per minute, and then she would read what I wrote and realize that it doesn't take very much editing. And it drove her crazy because it shouldn't be that easy. Uh, but it is easy for me, and I, I can't explain it, and there was no overall design in mind. I, I just wanted to write a good book, and, and I think I, I came up with a pretty good book. In reading What Became of the Crow, you also get an insight into one of the most interesting people in the world, and that is Bob Moriarty. And I have to give credit where credit is due. I'm honored to say that over the years you've mentored me and many times, <laughs> I have to admit it, you've taken me apart and sometimes put me back together again. And I say that with the most profound respect for you as one of the things that you've instilled in me is the importance of being a good steward to the space and the obligations that we have to our subscribers to be honest and never break their trust. And I say that because I'm often asked, what's it like to speak with Bob offline? And I have to share that in reading this book, this is what it's like because you're taken through an exploration project with one of the most successful minds in history. And he provides you a behind the scenes look into the industry that many speculators overlook. And as you've pointed out many times, it's not just the size and the grade of a deposit. It's the intangibles that many speculators overlook. Allow me to share some of the intangibles that readers will discover while reading your book that really touched me. Vision. Belief, team, passion, adversity, triumph, greed, backstabbing, loyalty, wealth, willingness to make mistakes and overcome those mistakes, and challenging paradigms. This is so critical to understand about the industries, not just numbers. Now, before we move on to companies, where can we purchase what became of the crow and also if you would 
What are some of the readers saying about your book? Okay. Uh, there are three different versions available. There is the hardback from Lulu, which is about 50 bucks, and that's full color. There is a paperback from Lulu uh, that it's black and white that's available on both Amazon and Lulu and and there's the Kindle version which is available on Amazon now if anybody is even thinking they might be interested in this they really owe it to themselves to go to Amazon or go to Lulu put in what came of the crow and read the reviews. Now, I I buy 100 or 150 or 200 books a year. Uh, I got nothing better to do, so I I read uh, two or three or four books a week. Uh, it's the highest rated book that I've ever seen, and the reader comments are absolutely brilliant. And I'll be candid, if I went and saw so many incredible reviews of a book I I would buy the book if you buy the book uh, you're gonna be happy and and strange enough the the hardback is really a high quality book it's something I was really proud of I was just so impressed with the quality of the book from Lulu and and I think readers will be too it's a book you're gonna want to buy and keep and, and read 20 years from now. I, I think it's going to be the classic in mining history. It, it's that good. I share the same opinion, and, and I'm not going to wait 20 years. I shared with you prior to the interview. I plan on reading, rereading, I'm sorry, uh, this weekend, What Became of the Crow. Now, moving on to resource stocks that have your attention. Let's begin with Nova Resources. What can you share with us? Okay, now... There's two things that I want to share, and you are the first, or actually the best person, because you're the most qualified. When your children were born, how much sleep did you get the first 90 days? Absolutely zero. That's exactly how much sleep Quentin is getting right now. Second of all, uh, you were in the military, and you're quite familiar with people marching, etc. If you went out on the street and paid 50 people to come work with you, and you wanted to get them to march in formation for, <laughs> say, a quarter of a mile, how long would it take to train them? It would take weeks. You just made two really important points that that investors simply don't understand. And actually, Quentin didn't understand. It's really funny. Uh, I've talked to Quentin. He said, oh, my God, I'm pulling my hair out. Now, that was a crisis. You know Quentin, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. He hadn't got any hair. Okay? (laughs) If he starts pulling his hair out, he's got a real problem. It's all gone. But... It, 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 if you're going to go into production, it's just like having a baby, forget sleeping for the next 90 days. And if you're going to get people to march in formation, 
uh, for a quarter of a mile, and, and you take 40 or 50 people together, it's going to take months to do. So Quinn and I have had many conversations since the first Gold War about six weeks ago, and, and every time I talk to me, he's, oh, my God, oh, Jesus, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. And he truly was concerned. And I said, Quentin, give it up. They're supposed to screw up. That's what happens. You got to get everybody marching in the same direction. And it's like a brand new baby, okay? You're not going to get any sleep for the first 90 days. And what I'll say is, and I'm kind of amazed by this, he was exceptionally concerned in the first week or two after the poor because little tiny things were blowing up. And I said, Quentin, this is how it's supposed to work. If you called me up and said everything's perfect and everything's going smoothly and nothing's going wrong and everybody's doing their job exactly right, <laughs> then I, something's wrong. <laughs> with my hair out, and I got a lot more hair to pull out than Quentin does. But uh, what I'm going to say is they poured goals on the 16th of February. They have put together an incredible team. Things are working out very well. Uh, and, and actually, there's going to be some real pleasant surprises one thing that Quentin has never discussed publicly, uh, there's actually two kinds of gold processing in the mill. They've got a gravity circuit and they've got a cyanide circuit. Now, the gravity circuit, it's on the front end, okay? So if you've got nuggety gold, and it's not big nuggets, it's small nuggets. If you've got VG, uh, small nuggety gold flakes, and you can take them out of the material, it means your cyanide process is going to be a lot more efficient. So uh, about half the gold they're recovering, they're recovering on the gravity side. And that's really key, which means they can put a lot more materials than they ever suspected. So it, it's going to take another month or two or three to get everything sorted out. There absolutely are going to be tiny issues and they're going to sort them out. But when, when investors figure out how much the throughput is and how much gold they're producing, uh, everybody's going to be very happy. It, I, I think it's a giant success story. I, I'm really pleased to be associated with Quentin, with Rob, with the entire team. They're just great people, and they've done a brilliant job. Let's stick with Dr. Henney and get your thoughts on some of the companies in which he serves as an advisor, beginning with okay. Irving Resources. Uh, Irving stumbled because of Japan. I, I think that a lot of countries have overreacted. And, and Japan actually shut the, the drillers out. The drillers went home for Christmas, and the, the Japan kind of shut them out. Uh, it's taken longer to get organized than it should have. But, you know, it's COVID. It's the same deal with, with assays. Uh, assays are now taking months and months and months. They used to take weeks. Uh, but Irving has the goods. 
they're going to succeed, and they've got a lot of gold. I, I, Irving, I think it's my second biggest holding right now. I love Irving. Well, if one person can get the job done, it is Akiko Levinson. She is the CEO there. I, I'm glad you said that because you're absolutely correct. I was afraid for a minute you were going to say Quentin. Quentin does his job there, which is to assist Akiko. But Akiko's <clears throat> magic. And, uh, you know, you, <laughs> you and I know her. You and I have been over there. And the last time I was over there, I, I walked into where they had all the samples. And Akiko was sweeping the floor. Now, that is management. Indeed. She's a class act, by the way. Let's go to Fiji and visit Walter Burkhoff in Lion One Medals. Uh, interestingly enough, again, because of COVID, Lion One sort of stumbled. Uh, they ordered some drills. That I, I think they got $65 million in cash. Wally did a brilliant job of raising money when he could. He's got $65 million in cash. He and I had several conversations. I said, look, Wally, biggest danger right now is the banking system. You need to spend that money as fast as you can on things that you're going to need for the future. And he's going to have four drills turning shortly. Actually, they're drilling right now. And they've got an assay lab. So there will be results coming out that stock is down 50% since August, and uh, there's nothing wrong with stock. I mean, it's absurdly cheap. Oh, it's a great buying opportunity, great value proposition, and it's an alkaline deposit. Let's footstop that, an alkaline deposit. Let's go to Nevada, and let's visit Peter Ball and NV Gold. Uh, interestingly enough, and it's not necessarily Nevada, Peter has been very aggressive about picking up other projects. And there's there's no particular news yet, but they're, they've got money and they're gonna do a lot of drilling this year. And there are a lot of projects, any one of which could be company making. Moving on to the metallic group of companies spearheaded by Greg Johnson, another prominent name in the natural resource space, beginning with Metallic Minerals. All three companies share management. I've known Greg for 20 years now. He was the number two guy at Nova Gold uh, 20 years ago. He's absolutely brilliant. And the drill results from the Platinum Palladium project are exceptional and for some reason the market hasn't picked up on it yet. They've got a great copper project and silver, uh, well actually copper and silver both look like they're going to be the most important commodities in the next segment of the bull market. So any of the, the metallic three companies I, I think are cheap and uh, are going to go up a lot. Well, let's go back to Montana. You talked about exceptional grade. The other important thing is they hit on every single target. 
that's impressive. That shows the proof of concept. And I'm speaking of Group 10 Metals in Montana, and that is Michael Raleigh. And by the way, we just released an interview with Mr. Raleigh yesterday. Uh, then the copper play in the Yukon is Granite Creek Copper. And we just released an interview with Mr. Johnson, Tim Johnson, that is. And that was about two weeks ago when we're looking forward to speaking with Greg Johnson on the silver play, which is Metallic Minerals. Another company well, you... Hang on, hang on. <clears throat> You missed the most important thing in their last press release. It, in the press release they came out with on the 3rd of March, they had 455 meters of uh, over 1.5 gram material. That, that's an incredible intercept. And, and certainly, uh, when when the market picks up on it, and I, I, I don't understand why the market hasn't picked up on it, but uh, Jesus, rhodium's like $25,000 an ounce. Remember us talking about it? What, 600 <laughs> I do. And by the way, it went up recently to uh, 29000 so you're absolutely correct that all three companies, respectively, are great opportunities for someone that's looking for bargain uh, prices at with exceptional management with a proven pedigree of success. All right, let's move on to another company that you and I like very much, and that is Dolly Varden, led by Sean Kunkun. Again, Dolly Varden is right in the heart of Silver Country uh, in northern BC, but uh, Dolly Varden uh, has a lot of silver, it has great management, has a tight share structure and is just about one of the very few almost pure plays of silver. Let's go to the Yellow Knife District and visit Judson Coulter of Rover Metals. They produced the 11th best drill hole in Canada last year on the Cabin Lake Gold Project. Uh, that's another really, really funny one. It was not a big drill program. Uh, I, I think it was 2,000 meters. Yeah, 2,000, 2,500, no more than that. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, if you hit anything, you look like a hero. But uh, <laughs> they came up with extraordinary results. Uh, how, how do you be the number 11 in, in Canada with the 2,000-meter drill program? I, I, I did a piece recently on the Amex, and we should talk about them. They've got a 300 thousand meter drill program going on they have completed 150,000 meters they have one home run after another after another after another after another and the market doesn't get it because there's too much information rover had a great hole and the market kind of ignored it and i'm going you know there's something here going on that i don't quite understand <laughs> well, so speaking of Amex, just uh, give us a brief overview. Where are they located, sir? Uh, they're in Quebec. They're right on the border with with uh, Ontario. Uh, good management. They are absolutely in the newfound gold, great bear, wall bridge camp of extraordinary results. I think their only problem is... The market doesn't understand them. 
and and I talked to uh, management. I I spent an hour on the phone with them last weekend, and said, "You guys just need to broaden your reach." The danger with Amex is them being bought out too cheap. They are going to get bought out. They are going to have a five to ten million ounce deposit, and somebody's going to want to own them. Well, my eyebrows went up there. <laughs> All right, moving on to physical precious metals. Which metals are you buying and why? Uh, silver, because somebody called me and, and could sell me 2,000 ounces at $27, and I think that that's cheap given the situation, and I was happy to do it. Uh, it, it is fairly difficult right now to be buying uh, precious metals because people are waking up to the fact that the Federal Reserve is on the verge of destroying the dollar. Well, let me ask you this as well. I, I didn't conduct any interviews regarding it, but when we had the Robin Hood uh, situation unfold a couple of months ago, uh, everyone in, in I sell physical precious metals, so, a lot of uh, clients were somewhat hitting the panic button and I was more of a I had a more I, I guess I would say I believe the fundamentals are there for silver to move organically not because of some third party trying to uh, go in there and, and create havoc in the market and just want to get your thoughts on that and because it kind of reminds me of the madness of the crowds there well that's exactly what it is anytime you see a mob taking any action, you want to do exactly the opposite. There is no situation where being part of a mob is a good idea. So when a bunch of 20-something year olds go out and say, okay, we're going to run silver, first of all, it's bullshit, okay? Silver is a market like any other market. And they drove up premiums on a temporary basis, but they're not about to corner silver. Uh, you should never buy silver because the mob says so. You should buy silver or gold or platinum or even rhodium uh, because they're cheap, but you should buy them when they're cheap. And you and I had, I don't know, three or four discussions about rhodium when it was six or seven hundred dollars an ounce, and I'm sure you thought I was out of my mind. Oh but no, my, <laughs> I didn't. I acted. What, what kind of metal goes up fortyfold? Yeah, those are those unique opportunities that you only find right here on Proven and Probable. And let me ask you this as well: My favorite metal is platinum. Are you buying platinum? Uh, I, I'm not buying platinum because I've got a lot of it. Okay, uh, platinum's gone up when it was seven or eight hundred bucks an ounce. It absolutely was steel. Uh, it's eleven hundred change now. Went up thirteen hundred. I, I, you know, you know me long enough, and there's no BS about this. I buy things because they're cheap, for no other reason than they are cheap. And if you buy things when they're cheap, uh, you you make money. If you insist on buying things after they've gone up and they've hit a new high, you're not going to make any money. Well said. And I do wish to invite anyone listening to give me a call <clears throat> for your next precious metals purchase. I'm licensed to buy and sell precious metals through Miles Franklin Precious Metals Investments. And that's physical delivery of gold, silver, platinum, 
palladium, and rhodium. I invite you to give me a call at 855-505-1900, or you may email maurice at milesfranklin.com. Bob, before we close, what keeps you up at night that we don't know about? Um, I, I don't think anything. I think that the correction is near an end. I own some great stocks. I, I do worry about the warmongering from Biden and the idiots that he surrounded himself with. Uh, the U.S. is making an absolutely gigantic error in trying to mess with both the Chinese and the Russians. And uh, it, it could get quite expensive. It could get quite deadly. Last question. What did I forget to ask? I, I don't think you forgot anything. I think we've covered a lot of stuff. Bob, for someone that wants to find out more about your work, please share the website address. Uh, 321gold.com and 321energy.com. And if you want to buy the hardback, buy it directly from Lulu. Uh, a Amazon plays games. If you go to Amazon and try to order the hardback, it's actually the Lulu book. And they're saying that it's out of stock and it'll be a month. And it's total nonsense. Go to Lulu and buy it direct from Lulu. It's a great book. And just for the record, I have the Kindle version. I have the paperback and the hardback is coming. And I do not benefit in any capacity financially from you purchasing your book. I'm just a big believer in great work. And this great work has repeatedly rewarded me financially by me applying the rules, the axioms that this gentleman today has shared with us. Mr. Moriarty, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. Wishing you the best, sir. Good deal. It's good talking to you, Maurice. Have a good weekend. And and you you realize, of course, when you read the book for the second time, you you you've got to send me some more money. <laughs> I like that. You're you're a true businessman. <laughs> yeah. We'll do. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Maurice. Have a good weekend. You too, sir. Bye bye. The information presented on Proven and Probable is provided for educational and informational purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information is not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice, or any other advice. You should not make any financial, investment, or trading decision based on any of the information presented without first undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional broker or competent financial advisor.